And welcome back to the Word Encounter uh, for episode 27. And so today, Saturday, uh, August 29th, 2020. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, we went through um, Numbers 14. So today we're going to be starting in Numbers 15. And so in Numbers 15, uh, there are laws about offerings, um, Sabbath violations, Sabbath, uh, the Sabbath violation could be punishable by death, you know, and then, um, here's an interesting part, uh, tassels and remembrance in verse 37, the Lord said to Moses, you know, speak to the Israelites, tell them that throughout their generations, they are to make tassels for the corners of their gar garments and put a blue cord on the tassel, uh, at each corner. These will serve as tassels for you to look at so that you may remember all the Lord's commands and obey them and not prostitute yourselves by following your own heart and your own eyes. And so the Lord is telling them by following your own heart and your own eyes, you're essentially prostituting yourself. And that actually does not change today. We follow our own hearts. We follow our own eyes. We succumb to lust and whatnot. And, uh, and, and we're prostituting ourselves when we do that because we're not living according to the way that we were designed to live. We're, we're succumbing to our flesh. We're succumbing to our lusts. And usually, I'd say a good nine out of ten times, if not higher than that, that leads to further issues down the line and problems that one has to solve and deal with, be it uh, expenditures of too much money on things that you don't really need, be it uh, pursuing people that you don't need to be pursuing, and uh, you know, just succumbing to the lust of the flesh. And so that's what the Lord is talking about here. And so these tassels are for a remembrance. And... Um, but a lot of time with people, you know, when you put something out there uh, in order to re remind yourself of something, as time goes on and on and on and on, you start your your memory and you just start to wane and you just start to it just becomes part of the, the landscape, part of the backdrop. And it loses its power to remind you of why it's there in the first place. And so we need to be careful about this stuff. And And so if we move on to chapter 16. In verse 1, it says, Now Korah, son of Ishar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, and On, son of uh, Perleth, I guess, sons of Reuben, took 250 prominent Israelite men who were leaders of the community and representatives in the assembly, and they rebelled against Moses. They came together against Moses and Aaron and told them, you have gone too far. Anyone in the community is holy. I should say everyone in the community is holy and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above, above the Lord's assembly? Moses, as I said in previous scripture, was the most humble man on the earth. He never did anything to elevate himself. These people were just jealous. They were upset because everything was seemingly coming through uh, Moses. And they said, well, why do we need you? Well, we, we're just as good as you are. You know, and so that's essentially what they're saying. Um, if we drop down to verse 9, Moses told Korah, Isn't it enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the Israelite community to bring you near to himself? And so Korah is a Levite. And so Moses is telling him, isn't it enough that the Lord has identified the Levites as the ones to minister to me? And so 
He says, uh, you know, the, 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 isn't that enough to bring you near to, to himself to perform the work at the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the community to minister to them? Smoke's so like, dude, what's up, man? You know, he's identified you. He's he's made you special. You know, he's he said that you were special. He has done this in front of the community. And yet you're thinking that this isn't enough. We go down to verse 12 and says, you know, Dathan, uh, um, uh, Abiram, uh, verse 13. Uh, Is it not enough that you brought us up from the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Do you also have to appoint yourself as ruler over us? So this is Dathan and Abraham. This is what they're telling Moses. You know, isn't it? You brought us out here to kill us, and now you want to lord over us. You know? And so Moses, uh, Moses gets very, very angry with this. We drop down to verse 19. After Korah assembled the whole community against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting, the glory of the Lord appeared, appeared, excuse me, appeared to the whole community. So Korah assembled the whole community against Moses and, and against, uh, um, uh, against Aaron and Miriam and whatnot. And so he, he's, he's rallied the troops. He's got everybody all flustered and upset. And, um, and, and, and so then the Lord appears to the whole community. In verse 20, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, separate yourself yourselves from this community so I may consume them instantly. Separate yourselves from these people. Get away, step aside, because they have gotten on my nerves for the last time. You know, this is enough. Verse 22, but Moses and Aaron fell face down and said, God, God, who gives breath to all when all man sins? Will you venture wrath on the whole community? And so again, Moses is stepping in to make amends for the people before the Lord, even though He's the object of their scorn, but he's stepping in and he's saying, Lord, Lord, don't do this. Uh, Verse 23, the Lord replied to Moses, tell the community, get away from the dwellings of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And so so Moses tells the community, look, these three guys that have brought this uprising and whatnot, everybody separate yourselves, get away from them. Okay. Drop down to verse 27. So they got away from the dwellings of Karad, uh, Dathan, and Abiram. Meanwhile, Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the entrance of their tents with their wives, children, children, and infants. And so we see here that they have come out and they stood in front of their tents with their wives, their children, and infants. So the family units. Verse 29. If these men, this is Moses talking, if these men die naturally, as all people would, and suffer the fate of all, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something unprecedented, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them along with all that belong to them, so that they go down alive to Sheol, then you will know that these men have despised the Lord. So the Lord said, if nothing happens to these dudes, nothing happens to them, then I'm false, they're righteous, and, I, and, 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 and I'm not right. But if something strange happens, if something weird happens, if the ground should happen to open up, you see, and things get swallowed, then you will know. Verse 31, just as he finished speaking all these words, 
The ground beneath them split open, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them in their households, all Karaz people and all their possessions. They went down alive to Sheol with all that belonged to them. The earth closed over them and they vanished from the assembly. Earth opens up, swallows them and closes it back up. Now, if Moses had said that, if you were standing amongst the people, if Moses had said this, well, let's say the ground opens up and something happens and, and then you see it immediately happen. What would you be thinking? Okay. And it says in verse 35, fire also came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were presenting incense. So remember, there were 250 other Levites uh, that were along with them. Fire came down after the earth shut up and consumed them. Verse 38. As for the fire pans of those who sinned at the cost of the... Oh, so, so they took the, these fire pans and, um, and they had the incense in it. And so after they consumed, the fire pans were just left. And uh, the Lord had, uh, uh, had uh, Eleazar make uh, essentially uh, a memorial or comm commemorative things out of them so people will remember what happened. <clears throat> Verse 41, the next day the entire Israelite community complained about Moses and Aaron, saying, you have killed the Lord's people. I don't get it. Anyway, verse 44. And the Lord said to Moses, get away from this community so that I may consume them instantly. But they fell face down. And so Moses fell face down again because the Lord wanted to execute his wrath against the people. And the Lord said, please. I mean, Moses is like, please. Verse 46. Then Moses and Aaron, take your fire, uh, fire pan, place fire uh, from the altar in it and add incense. Go quickly to the community and make atonement for them because wrath has come from the Lord. The plague has begun. So Aaron took his fire pan and as Moses had ordered, ran into the middle of the assembly and saw that the plague had begun among the people. And so uh, the Lord tells Moses to get away from these people. I've had it. You know, Moses Aaron fall face down. But that doesn't matter. The Lord has sent the plague. And so Aaron grabs the fire pan, puts incense in it, runs into the middle of the community, and tries to save lives, basically. Verse 48. As he stood between the dead and the living, the plague was halted. But those who died from the plague numbered 14,700, in addition to those who died because of Karaz's incident. And so they paid the price again for their insolence. And this is... This seems to be a consistent thing as we go through the Old Testament. The people just don't seem to learn. In chapter 17, the Lord instructed Moses, speak to the Israelites and take, um, take one staff from them from each an uh, ancestral tribe, 12 shafts uh, from all the leaders from their tribes, each man's name on his staff, write Aaron's name on the Levite's staff, because there is to be one staff for the head of the tribe. So we have these staffs. He said, go gather them up, 12, have each of the tribe's name on each staff, and then have um, Aaron's name on the Levi's staff. And so, because again, the people were grumbling. But in, in verse 5, the staff of the man I choose will sprout, and I will rid myself of the Israelites' complaints that they have been making about you. So the Israelites keep complaining to Moses. And so the Lord says, okay, this is how I'm going to show the Israelites that you are my man. And so grab these staffs, put the names of the tribes on the staffs, put Eve, uh, put um, uh, Aaron's name on Levi's staff, and then take it into the tent of meeting. And then um, in verse 8, the next day Moses entered the tent of the testimony and saw that Aaron's staff representing the house of Levi had sprouted, formed buds, 
blossomed and produced almonds. Uh, Moses then brought out all the staffs to the Lord's, uh, from the Lord's presence to all the Israelites. They saw them, and each man took his own staff. And so Moses brings them out of the tent. They see which one sprouted. And, and so he's just giving them indication after indication after indication after indication that Moses is my man. Why do you people keep complaining? But they keep doing it. Anyway, <clears throat> move on to uh, chapter 18. And we see that uh, in chapter 18, there's, uh, you know, provisions for the priesthood, you know, how the priest supposed to live because they, they don't get an inheritance of the land like the other tribes do or like the other tribes are going to get. And so how are they to live? If we drop down to uh, verse 20, then we see that the Lord told Aaron, you will not have an inheritance in the land or in their land. There will be no portion among them for you. I am your portion and your inheritance among the Israelites. And so the Lord is telling them, look, you're not going to have land the way uh, the other Israelite, uh, the other Israelites, the other tribes are going to inherit. That That's not your portion. I'm your portion. Okay. You're going to essentially inherit me. I'm your portion and your inheritance. And so... <sighs> In verse 21, it says, look, this is the Lord talking, uh, talking to Aaron. Look, I have given the Levites every tenth in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work they do, the work of the tent of meeting. So as the community brought in their tithe, as the community brought in their offerings, then those uh, offerings and tithes would then be dispensed to the uh, to the Levites. And so that's how the Levites were to live as the rest of the community brought in and then uh, dispensed that way, which brings up something interesting. Um, Those who work in the ministry, they are worth their wages. You know, a a lot of times people, we we don't take care of these people. They are worth their wages. Now, some of them, some of them are scoundrels and they need to be called out and called to the carpet on it. But there are people doing legitimate work in the ministry and they are worth their wages. And so, and the only way they can be uh, compensated is through the giving, the tithes, and offerings, offerings through us. And so, in uh, verse 26, it says, Speak to the Levites and tell them, when you receive from the Israelites the tenth that I have given you. And so, the Lord is saying, when you get your tenth, you turn around and then you pay a tenth as a tithe to me. And that will essentially go to the priests. But anyway, uh, so we see this whole economic system, if you will, for the Levites and how it's set up for them to serve the Lord. So with that, we are.